Hello and welcome to the Seems Legit Podcast, hosted by your favorite craft beer drinking, whiskey sipping, bourbon appreciating, sushi eating, steak craving, speedo wearing, tell it like it is, poker playing guitarist, the dude himself, the dude Sonny D. I want to thank you all so much for this, uh, for the gr- continued and growing support. Wow, I managed to mess up my own intro there. Anyway, that, that just goes to show you guys that no matter how many times you do this, you still make mistakes, it happens. But anyway... Should I start with a whole new intro? Should I just continue where I was? I'll just continue where I was. I thank you so much for the continued and growing support here on the Seems Legit Podcast. Really, it means the world to me, so thank you all so much. Uh, also, if you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the Dude Sunny D. Uh, all right, so in the last episode, we talked some UFC, <clears throat> how they've been back. They were the last ones to leave. The first one's back. Not really surprising there. I mean, you could make an argument that, like, but, I mean, wrestling was kind of weird because there was a lot of pre-taping and things like that. So, I don't really want to get into that. But, regardless of the major sports, uh, UFC was the last one to leave, first one back. Talked about that in the last episode. Um, let's look at the proposed um, plans for the NHL, though. So, I guess Gary Bettman had a um, announcement conference call thing. I don't know it's what terminology you would use for it. But... Um, basically they have decided and the NHL is considering the 2019, 2020 regular season complete. So that's just that the, um, they have decided that, uh, the NHL season is complete. Uh, there's no more regular season. Instead, they are going to the post season right away. Um, which is going to go with a very interesting format this year. Um, I think in a way it's probably the fairest way to do it uh, when you think about it because yes there were the there are teams that you know were in the fight and you know we're saying well if you you know how are we gonna pick the 16 that make the playoffs so I truly believe this would be the fairest um, of all the ways this probably is one of the fairest and I mean I imagine they weren't saying they're maliciously being like how can we screw over some teams so I imagine they had many op- uh, option presented, figured out, and this was the one they went with. Which, again, they're going to use the hub city formats. Um, I'm not sure which hub cities they're going to use. Um, it's looking like logistically all the hub cities might have to be in the U.S. But let's get into it. It's going to be 24 out of the 31 teams will make the postseason. Um, so awards will be handed out accordingly. Like they're not prorating anything. They're not going to project it. Just whatever you're at now, that's it. So, um, congratulations to my boy, Alex Ovechkin on uh, rocket Richard trophy. Number nine. Uh, I'd said at the end of the season, it's hard to discount the grade eight. He's still winning rocket Richard trophies, 48 goals this year, probably would have gotten again to 50. So imagine this, you know, Nick and I were talking about this a few episodes ago, just like, what could be just based on games lost for Alex Ovechkin? But regardless, um, still an amazing year for him. Got, hit the 700 gold club. We'll get another uh, Maurice Richard trophy, number nine, which is crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, also, um, Leon Dreisaitl will win the Art Ross trophy for leading point getter. Uh, and I think that I'm not sure who will get the... Um, I don't know if they still have it, the one for the goalie that allows the least goals or goaltending tandem that allowed the fewest goals. But regardless, um, all the ones that it's just going to be um, kaput, that's it. If Where you're at now, that's what you get. So Ovechkin gets number nine. Anyway, moving forward, seven teams out. The bottom seven teams are going to be out. 
of the playoffs, which for the first time, as long as I can remember, no team from California will make the postseason this year. So we can bet, so we can say with just about absolute certainty, the Stanley Cup will not be making a trip to California um, as a member of a winning Stanley Cup team. Or sorry, that was a weird way to put that. The Stanley Cup will not be won by a Californian team. Period. Um, the California teams did not make the playoffs, nor did uh, the Ottawa Senators, nor did the Detroit Red Wings. Um, I'm trying to think who else didn't. I think Buffalo is one of the other teams that is out. And I'm drawing a blank on who else. But regardless, um, that's just how it is. Uh, was it? No, no, Nashville's in. Okay. So in the Eastern Conference, what, so what they've done is they've decided the four te- top teams – so the division leader and I guess the next place team will um, play round robin. So you're gonna have the four top teams will play a round robin kind of situation against each other um, to determine the seating for the one through four spots. Then the other teams will all play in a first round best of five series. So in the Eastern Conference, we and this is I guess based on rank as well. So the next bet so. Um, Pittsburgh Penguins will play the Montreal Canadiens. The Carolina Hurricanes will go against the New York Rangers. The New York Islanders will go versus the Florida Panthers. And the Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, the top four teams, of course, in the Eastern Conference being the Boston Bruins, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Washington Capitals, and the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, who I think have maybe shocked some people this season uh, with how well they've done. But Carter Hart's proven to be the real deal in their net. Uh, so good on them. I like it. Um, yes. And I think it's kind of an interesting way because when they were talking about trying to equalize things, they're saying, do you do on points percentage? Do you do whatever you do? So you had to come up with ways that kind of allowed teams to kind of earn spots, you know, reflected where they were at. So I like it. Uh, in terms of, uh, the postseason, in terms of how they've done this, um, uh, I guess it's kind of one of those weird things where, I should go back and listen to it and say who I thought would make the postseason because I guess technically everybody's postseason picks are correct as to who was going to make the playoffs. Um, Unless somebody, I guess, picked a Californian team. But uh, regardless, uh, it doesn't seem to be the case. So in the Western Conference, the top four teams are St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, and Dallas. Uh, Super interesting there, in my opinion. Uh, the possibilities as to how that's going to play out. I think in the East, it's going to be interesting. I think you could find yourself in a situation where, um, well, I mean, Tampa Bay was getting hot, uh, but you could see yourself in a situation where Washington, where Boston, who was first, and I mean, they will still technically win the president's trophy this year. So I want to be clear on that. Um, will probably, I don't know that they will necessarily get the first seed. I could see that going to either Washington or Tampa Bay. I could see Boston slipping as low as to potentially the third seed in the conference. So that'll be interesting to watch as well. So if I was to, to make a prediction right now, I would say a situation where you have Tampa Bay followed by Washington, followed by Boston, followed by Philadelphia as the top four. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, actually, you know what? Let me write that down. So I said Tampa, then Bo- then Washington, then Boston, then uh, the Flyers. That's in the East. 
So I, I make notes while I podcast that way. I kind of know when I'm writing the summary for each episode, I'm like, okay, this is what we can talk. This is what we would talk about or we did talk about how to phrase that in a way to get you guys to listen. So anyway, uh, so I've written that down. I have my prediction um, there in terms of the Eastern Conference. Now let's take a look at the Western Conference. So we have the top seeds there. Where we go with uh, St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, and Dallas. So this is an interesting one. I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to actually be... They're going to fall in the order in which I just listed them. I think in the West, you're going to see St. Louis, followed by Colorado, followed by Vegas, followed by none other than Dallas. I think that's how those top four seeds are going to work. When I think about the matchups versus each other, I, I just I think St. Louis is looking so good that in a round-robin format, I could see them. But Colorado, again, if they get hot, it, it, there's just so many ways this, this could go. Uh, in the best of five qualifying rounds um, series, we've got some interesting matchups as well. So we've got Edmonton versus Chicago. We've got Nashville versus Arizona. We've got the Canucks versus the Wild, and we've got the Flames versus the Jets. So, I guess let's predict the next ones. So, this right here is the top four, and top four. Let's predict the winners of the next series here and see how well we do. So, okay, here are the seven teams that didn't make it. So, Buffalo Sabres, the New Jersey Devils were the team I couldn't remember. The Devils didn't make the playoffs. Um, wow. Um, so... In the East, or let's go through the West first. We start with the East in the last one. Let's start with the West here. So I think Edmonton, with their speed, with Drysaddle and McDavid, I think McDavid's got a chip on his shoulder. I think he's get, been given a bit of a road to redemption here this season. Um, I could, I think Edmonton moves on. Um, I think in... The next matchup, we've got Nashville versus Arizona. I think Nashville has been given a second uh, wind here, and I think Nashville moves on past Arizona. I think it's interesting enough that the Nashville Predators, who I didn't necessarily see making the playoffs at one point this season, um, I mean, now all of a sudden are in the playoffs, and I do see them getting, or in the postseason, I do see them getting through this first qualifying round. Uh, next matchup, we have the Canucks versus the Wild. So that's a tough one because the Canucks have kind of, in a way, in my opinion, maybe slightly overachieved this season. I don't really know. Minnesota's kind of disappointed. But again, if Devin Dubnik gets hot, I'm going to go with the surprise one here. I'm going to go with the Wild, I think. I think the Wild are probably a slight underdog. But I'm going to go with the Wild on that one. And then we have the Calgary Flames versus my beloved Winnipeg Jets. Oh, no. I think the difference here becomes the goaltending. I think both uh, Dave Riddick and I'm drawing a blank on who their other goalie is um, are not as good as Winnipeg's tandem of Connor Hellebuck and Laurent Brassois. I think the Jets were coming into their own a little bit. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, where we are at with the Brian Little injury. 
uh, if he'll be available to the team. Um, and I think the interesting thing here for a lot of teams is this chance to for some players to heal. You might have players that weren't available once upon a time that now all of a sudden find themselves available. For instance, Tampa Bay, Steven Stamkos. So... I think because of how well Colin Hellebuck has played this season, especially the fact that I actually kind of think he should get the Vesna Trophy this year, I have the Jets beating the Flames. Um, so there you go. So in my postseason, uh, I think the final eight in the West are going to be St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, Dallas. We know those top four. Followed by Edmonton, Nashville, uh, Minnesota, and Winnipeg. In the East, pardon me, my allergies are just a little bit um, bothersome today. But we've got, um, I think Pittsburgh is going to be too much for Montreal. Uh, I think you're going to have Sidney Crosby's fully healed. Just Pittsburgh's going to be too much, period. I, I just don't see it. Who, in what I think could be one of the tougher ones... Uh, you have Carolina here versus the New York Rangers. Carolinas look good. They do have Sebastian Ajo. Uh, Justin Williams is back. But, uh, pardon me, New York, they do have the Breadman, Artemi Panarin. Henrik Lundqvist, though, is kind of on his last leg here. If Lundqvist in New York doesn't get it this done this year, I think this could have been Lundqvist's truly last opportunity in New York. Ah, oh, Carolina did make it all the way to the Eastern Final last year. Now they've gotten some time off. Rod Brindamore's a winner. I have to go with Carolina beating the Rangers. Uh, Islanders versus the Panthers. This is an interesting one. Um, Islanders, I mean, under Barry Trotz, have been have been actually shockingly good. Um, but again, Florida coach Q. Bobrovsky gets hot. I think he's better than the goaltending situation in the Islanders. I have to give this one to Florida, so let's go with Florida there. And now we have the Maple Leafs versus the Columbus Blue Jackets. I like Joel Quenville. I think what Elvis Merzlikens, I believe is how his name is pronounced, has done in the Columbus net is incredible, uh, given the fact that he had to replace Sergei Bobrovsky, who had won, I think, two Veznas in three years there. So uh, we're going to stretch of winning two and three. But the Maple Leafs need to win this. If the Maple Leafs aren't winning this, I don't know what you do at that point. So I picked Toronto. So moving on from uh, Tampa Bay, Washington, Boston, Flyers, who we know qualify no matter what. Uh, I think joining those top four are going to be Pittsburgh, Carolina, Florida, and Toronto. You heard that here first. Can't make predictions much past that because, um, again, it's a simple situation there of very simply... We don't know what the final seeding is going to be, and matchups dictate everything. Toronto, I mean, is hoping to get create is hoping things get creative because Toronto, in an ideal world, would somehow end up with like a a, a Philadelphia first round matchup. Uh, I think that's probably their best shot uh, at getting uh, out of the first round. So, so to speak, I guess the official first round is how we would have to look at that. So, yeah, I think Toronto would need um, the fly. Yeah, they yeah. It's going to be a tough one. But yeah, they'd somehow need a first-round matchup versus the Flyers. Out of the East, I do like Washington. I think I can go ahead and say that there aren't too many roads that I don't see Washington getting through. And I think Washington could get through the Eastern Conference. I think in the West, it's going to be one of three teams. I think 
one of those top three, St. Louis, Colorado, or Vegas, will probably get it done. I'd like it to be Vegas. I do love my Golden Knights. Uh, so I, I'm kind of rooting for them. But growing up, always an Avs fan. Nice to see the Avs return to the glory days. So, again, I have sentimental reasons to vote for the Avs. St. Louis, since that second turning point last season, has just looked like world destroyers. So it's tough to bet against them. Again, repeats are tough to get. Um, like if you look at it, it, it doesn't happen too often, you know? So in, since the 90s, since the nineties, we have only had Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and Detroit. Those are the only teams to repeat as Stanley Cup champions since 19, since 1990, the only teams to repeat, to have repeat cup championships have been um, Pittsburgh and Detroit. Two teams. Two out of 31 teams currently can can boast that. Incredible. We've had back-to-back runs to cup finals and things like that um, where you won one, lose one. But, I mean, to have back-to-back, yeah, it's crazy. So, nonetheless, um, exciting that hockey, we don't have a timeline. Apparently, Training camps aren't expected to start um, until beginning of June, which is just around the corner. So we're probably looking at sometime between July would be a starting point for hockey. Looking past that, I mean, you have to think of how long this could run. We could be finishing this season into the fall of this year. And again... Do you start the next season right away? Do you give them a couple of weeks off? Are we looking at a situation where the hockey season runs January to like September? You know, is that kind of the new norm in terms of professional hockey? Like how it's played, losing these two to three months here. Like we'd be, by now, we would be closer to a cup champion than we would be the start, like the start of the playoffs. Like, let's put that into perspective, shall we? Like, the Stanley Cup final would probably be starting right around now. We would be closer to crowning a cup champion than we would be to figuring out the playoffs. So, yes, COVID-19 has affected hockey. It has affected sports, um, how we do things. So, again, we'll see. We're seeing that the baseball players are apparently taking a bit of a a tough stance. um, Saying they don't want to miss any more games. They are not about to take another pay reduction. Uh, so that could create some tensions there. That could be an, that's going to be an interesting thing to follow, uh, as they've proposed, you know, various things such as again, no, um, you know, again, where how is this going to go? You're not allowed to high five. You're not allowed to spit. You're not allowed to do a whole bunch of things. So again, how people interact, how they're playing in these sports, could it could be impacted? Uh, it's tough. I mean, baseball players make they make bank. They make bank. So it is kind of funny. I've long said that, I mean, hockey, the model is very different. And because of the different type of model, it is kind of the one that's facing the most urgency to get back to some degree of normality. And as such, I do um, see a situation here where why hockey is the one that's urging to come back. I don't know and I don't have enough information to make a prediction as to where, where the, these hub cities would take place or which ones. Um, from what I do understand and do know, I, I think it's highly unlikely we're going to get a Canadian hub city. Uh, logistically, it just it doesn't seem like it's going to work. 
Uh, so that that might be a little unfortunate depending on how you want to look at it. I'm not sure um, in the grand scheme of it where I really fit um, in terms of disappointment or whatever uh, when it comes to uh, you know hockey versus other sports and whether whether they're coming back or not or or whether you know we can get it in Canada or not. Um, you know. It, it, it's so so many things. I, I mean, even when you look at the home city things, there's they're talking about if, for instance, a home team, whichever teams have, are the home teams are picked as hub cities, advantages. Yes, you always want maybe your team to be a home team and all of that and the excitement surrounding that. Uh, I think it's just people are going to be so excited for hockey as a whole that, yeah. It's going to be very much a situation where, you know, the, the the advantages maybe get mitigated. And I mean, just to get hockey going, sometimes you have to make some sacrifices. So yeah, I, I get it that here up in uh, Canada, we might lose out on potentially having a hub city. But for the sake of getting the sports going again, I do see how it's important to pick ones that just logistically work. Um, so yeah, but it's exciting to know that we have a plan for hockey to come back. Uh, it's a, it's a big step forward for all of us as a society for sports moving out of this COVID-19 pandemic, very exciting times. So, uh, I think we can leave it pretty much there. Um, because I mean, the rest of it is, is, is quite simple. There's nothing, there's no formulaic way to figure anything else out. Seasons considered complete. Whatever your stats are to this point, that's a complete season. No different than playing a shortened season in any other circumstance. So it's a shortened season, but these are your stats. This is what you've earned. So be it. Um, and as I said, as such, Leon Dreisaitl is officially your Art Ross Trophy winner. Three out of the last four years, the Art Ross Trophy has been won out of Edmonton. It was McDavid twice, followed by, um, oh man, the guy in Tampa Bay. Uh, doesn't really matter. And now Leon Dreisaitl. So... Uh, three out of four times it's come uh, to, uh, to uh, out of there. I think this will be Ovechkin's second straight uh, Rocket Richard trophy. So that's pretty exciting too. Or at least he's won a few in a row maybe. Or at least, I think it's at least his second straight. It's his ninth overall. So congratulations to him. Uh, and now it'll just be interesting to see who gets what awards. Vasilevsky was bringing it hot at the end there. He, I think he was the wins leader. Hellebuck led the league in shots face, saves, and shutouts. Uh, I think Tuka Rask was up there with some good numbers as well. So it's it, it's interesting to see. Yes, wins does play a big factor in who ends up winning it. But there's it's the grand scheme of the statistics and the package that is presented. Uh, where I don't necessarily think Andre Vasilevsky is the foregone conclusion to winning the... Um, Vesna Trophy, but I think it's something, and I know I, I've had this statistic, I've mentioned it before on the podcast, so I, uh, from what I remember, only three goalies ever have won back-to-back Vesna Trophies, Patrick Waugh, Dominic Hasek, and Martin Brodeur, so that's pretty elite company if Andre Vasilevsky's able to do it this year, so we'll wait and see, uh, nonetheless, hockey's coming back, or at least has a plan to come back. Uh, I don't want to focus too much on the sports. Let's focus here on hockey. So uh, I think we can leave it there. Probably in the next episode, we're going to be talking about poker. Uh, but regardless, I thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. If you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the Dude Sunny D. Take care and bye-bye for now.